Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Fire and Fury. Uh, the book. So I, I, I immediately lost a lot of interest in it when I heard the author say that he couldn't verify some of the things that he wrote and some of the accounts that he was relating because, I don't know, maybe he was taking naps during that one-year access he had in the White House. But we'll talk about fire and fury. We'll talk about what's going on with Donald Trump. And we'll go talk about what's happening in Washington with our friend Fran Coombs, the former editor of the Washington Times and managing editor of Rasmussen Polls. That'll happen demand tomorrow. Tomorrow. Here's I just want to read this to you. Now, this goes back to the issue of minimum wage. Just got this email. Um, I own a small independent cafe. Wife has poured hard into it for three years, no pay, business losses, great staff, can't cut hours. We have raised prices and we'll see how it goes. But I can only go so far into debt to keep going. Could be the end of the road. So I tweeted that to Premier Wynne and suggested that she provide a reply. And we'll see what happens. Certainly a lot of activity on the phones and a lot of interest in, in this issue, as you just heard. In the last hour, Joshua Boyle, what's going on? I mean, what is going on with Boyle, with the meeting with Trudeau? I mean, there's some factors here that are disturbing, that are just weird. If you follow the chain, it goes Boyle, Zainab Cotter. Boyle, I'm just doing headlines in here, Omar Cotter, Boyle, Justin Trudeau, not in sequential order, but they, they're all there. Is it all happenstance? I don't know. But there are questions, many questions are being asked, and the questions deserve answers. The Prime Minister of Canada has taken some steps and made some decisions which are Unusual, to say the least, including what we talked about last weekend, and that was the returning ISIS terrorists, and the prime minister wants to reintegrate them into Canadian society and counsel them, and there'll be poetry readings, and all of that is going to turn them into exciting and excited Canadian citizens, no doubt. His decision to overturn the legislation which allowed a federal government to strip the citizenship of a convicted citizen or convicted uh, terrorist if that terrorist was a dual citizen, one of the citizenships being Canadian. Trudeau, you've heard the clip, we played it, where he says, 
Convicted terrorists will not have their Canadian citizenship removed. That is just too strange. That really is strange. He's made some decisions that require some some real investigation. And uh, we will provide you with a – I'm looking for the information on an interview we're going to do tomorrow. I'll find it. And I know you want to, you want to hear what we'll be doing. So let's get at this Boyle-Trudeau issue. What's really going on? And uh, I want to hear the view of a prosecutor and a security expert, Scott Newark, who writes for Frontline Magazine, former Alberta prosecutor, security advisor to the governments of Ontario and Canada, now a security policy analyst and adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. If somebody's got analytical skills as far as understand, understanding and deducing the reality out of clues, it's Sherlock Newark. Where do you as a prosecutor begin? Uh, when, when you look at what's going on, he's got criminal charges against him yeah, now, uh, right? Where I, do you begin? I think that's probably the point to make. You and I talked about this guy uh, shortly after he and his uh, wife and kids returned from Pakistan and about just how strange uh, this guy was and the relationship with Zainab Khadr and the same kind of this thing with, like with the Khadr family. You can never believe anything that's coming out of their mouth. And we, we both sort of concluded at the time that, you know, stay tuned, folks. There's likely more to come with this guy. And now, as it turns out, uh, there is this meeting with the uh, the prime minister, which we should talk about. And then uh, at the very end of the year, it was revealed that he has been charged with, I think it's a total of about 15 charges, uh, assault to count as sexual assault, unlawful confinement, um, uttering threats, obstructing uh, uh, police. And so there's these two new developments both of which are separate to each other, but of course related, because he had his meeting with Trudeau a couple of weeks before the uh, the charges were actually laid against him. So l- let me just start with that, because uh, frankly, there's a lot of uh, people trying to figure out what's going on. Some people were suggesting that this was a long investigation. I actually doubt that that's the case. Um, and that, you know, the uh, the RCMP should have known about this and notified Trudeau. And uh, putting that aside for a second, just the fact of our prime minister having a meeting with this guy who is, let's face it, and I mean, read what he says and what he's posted and everything else, he is a supporter of the Taliban. Okay, that is in large measure why he was where he was. He and his wife got abducted by the Al-Qaeda uh, 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 network, which are frankly, like is often the case in the Islamist world, you know, a bunch of thugs operating in the uh, undercover. Yeah, it's not that's a Haqqani network, yes. right? Yeah. Operating uh, in effect undercover, uh, not the Taliban. That he was in fact supportive of them in his his comments since then. So here's a guy who's a supporter of the Taliban. The Taliban is a listed terrorist entity under Canadian law. Mm-hmm. Why would our prime minister meet with? someone who is a supporter of a listed terrorist entity. And, and it's, it's open knowledge. I mean, this isn't hidden information. Correct. And not only that, Roy, the Taliban has been responsible for killing Canadian soldiers. What kind of a message does that send to the Canadian public and the military that he would meet with this person? Yeah. And after so, Omar Khadr was in the news 
and still remains in the news on the $10.5 million payment, yeah. upset Canadians from coast Men, to coast to yeah. coast. And, and deservedly so. And deservedly so. So now you're going to meet with a guy who was married to Omar Khadr's sister. Um, and by, let's just be clear about this too, folks. This was not, uh, you know, Justin and uh, Joshua meeting at a uh, Starbucks somewhere. They were meeting in the Prime Minister's office on Parliament Hill, hello, which we all as taxpayers pay for. This was Justin Trudeau representing Canadians as the Prime Minister of Canada meeting with this guy. All right? and, and he hasn't met, for example, with the, the families of the two men, the two Canadians, who were killed in, uh, in the Philippines. I'm glad you mentioned that, yes. Exactly so. Contrast very we're going we're to be talking with family member tomorrow, by the way. Good. Contrast is quite revealing. Okay, so why would he do that? And, and I'll tell you, the only thing that strikes me is, is quite odd. Uh, this was not publicized by the Prime Minister's office. It was not on his daily itinerary. The only reason people knew about it was because Boyle tw- put it on his Twitter account, which, by the way, his name for it is Boyle's versus the World a little interesting, and made a reference to the fact that he had actually previously, um, uh, this is not the first time that he had met with Justin Trudeau, he'd actually met with him previously in the past, and specifically it said, incidentally, not our first first meeting with Justin Trudeau, that was in 06 in Toronto over other common interests, ha ha. I'd like to know what those were. Well, you know what? Uh, There's a very good article today by uh, Adrian Humphreys in the National Post about this guy's background. And I had always thought that he got to know Zainab Khadr around 2008-2009 when he uh, showed up for the protest about Omar Khadr being detained in Guantanamo Bay. But Adrian reports, in fact, he met the the Khadr family and Zainab Khadr specifically Back in 2006, when the Toronto 18 were charged and they were going to court and the Cotter family was in court supporting the terrorists, right. that's where he went. That's where he met. Zainab Cotter was in 2006. Uh, did maybe Justin Trudeau meet her too? Uh, I, boy, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very uncomfortable feeling. That you, you get a very uncomfortable feeling yes. when you put all of these, these factors together and then you add the peripheral stuff that I mentioned at the beginning of the hour, you start to become, you start to become extremely curious. Well, at, at the very least, I think it shows a, uh, an alarming um, lack of judgment on the part of our Prime Minister. Uh, and I, I just and what about his advisors? Like, pardon me? What about his advisors? Well, yes, if he listens to anybody, or if they all think like he does, or if this is just another example, I think, this guy is in the news... People are sympathetic for him. I want to show the world what a sympathetic guy I am. You know, Scott, I was also thinking of when Mr. Trudeau decided to remove the CF-18s from the coalition bombings of ISIS. Immediately afterward, the international defense ministers met on what to do about ISIS, and they uninvited Canada, or they refused to invite Canada. And I've heard just rumors over the last year or so about Canada being slow in getting information that our allies are not particularly enthusiastic about providing all of the information. And I've talked to people who are really quite well informed about what's going on. And uh, they have more questions now than they have answers to. Well, I, it's interesting you mentioned that. I have to tell you that I've heard exactly the same thing 
about the um, supposed rescue of uh, Joshua Boyle and uh, Caitlin Coleman in Pakistan, that the Americans were uh, behind it and they didn't tell us until it was already underway, yeah. for the reasons you're mentioning. Yeah. Uh, the, the other point just to talk about are the targets. Can you hang on a sec? I have to take a break. Yes, sir. Okay, Scott New York is with us, former Crown Attorney in Alberta, and uh, he is... A security, international security expert, was a security consultant to the federal government of Canada and the Ontario government, and he's a security policy analyst now and adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. More from Scott after this. You mess with the you bull, mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I certainly do not intend to allow a brutal and sacrilegious gang of criminal miscreants to dictate the future direction of my family, nor to weaken my family's commitment to do the right thing, no matter the cost. In the final analysis, it is the intentions of our actions, not their consequences, on which we shall all eventually be judged. That is the voice of one Joshua Boyle uh, not so long ago. Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney in Alberta and uh, international security expert, consulted with the government of Canada, the government of Ontario, and is uh, now a security policy analyst and adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. You hear that voice. You hear that phraseology. It's just odd. Yes. It's very it's it's disturbing. Yeah, we we discussed this as I mentioned uh, s- shortly after he got back, and uh, uh, the fact that uh, don't be surprised if he's back in the news, and you know he is not only for the meeting with the the prime minister, which is beyond strange, but he's also now charged with I believe uh, fifteen counts mm-hmm. as we discussed uh, previously. But do you not get the feeling, Scott, that he wants to be the news? I uh, I think he is uh, uh, narcissistic to the point that yeah. he thinks he can control things. Yeah, because you got that certainly got that impression with the McLean's interview. Yeah, yeah, and and I thought quite telling in that was their comments on the way he was verbally abusive to his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and now he's got all these charges, and I've never seen I haven't seen the criminal information, so I'm only going on what I've seen in the media. Mm-hmm. But supposedly it covers a span from literally the day after he arrived, where. They were staying at his parents' place in Smith Falls to December the 30th. Okay, if that's the case, and there are incidents back, uh, you know, in October, that means they would have occurred at his parents' home, most likely. We're not supposed to speculate as to who the victim could be, right? Well, it's not a question. Not you're not allowed to report on who it is. I, we're, mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate this is Canada, but we're still allowed to speculate. Okay, <laughs> uh, and the uh, the other thing that that really strikes me about that as well, too. Uh, I did a little uh, digging around, and it turns out, by remarkable coincidence, that uh, his wife, Caitlin Coleman's parents from uh, Pennsylvania, were actually up in Ottawa at the time when the police responded to the call. Okay, I think that may be uh, something more than a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I look at all of this, and I look at these charges, and I look at this guy's behavior, and his, uh, his wife's seeming inability to stand up to him as well, too, it struck me, and it's ironic because of his relationship with the Catter family. Yeah. I certainly hope 
that we protect the children as a priority. Okay, we didn't do that with the Catter family. Mm-hmm. We knew that those kids were being subjected to indoctrination into an Islamist death cult, and we did nothing. And look at the results. Let's not do that again. Let's not let those children be put at risk. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people are speculating. First of all, we know he's a control freak. You got yeah. that? I mean, that's pretty obvious. But a lot of people are speculating that he really wasn't a kidnap victim. And again, when I when I read the McLean's piece and I read the uh, the piece that you mentioned a few minutes ago, when a kidnap victim shouts at his captors yeah. and instructs them how to properly pray yeah. and how to conduct themselves, that kidnap victim under being held by or an organization like the Haqqani Network or the Taliban is likely going to be not around for, for very long. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of questions about that entire time in, Af- in Afghanistan and then supposedly Pakistan. And I, uh, there's so many questions that need to be answered. Let me, let me let's just bring you back to being the prosecutor. Sure. You've got all of this on your table now, and you have to take this the next step. Are you, are you, are you, do you think the prime minister should have spoken about the visit with, with Boyle? What, what does Scott Newark want next? Um, based on the facts of the complaint that are made uh, by the statement of whoever the individual was, I want to know what the evidence is that I've got, and I'm going to go to court and stay the hell out of the way, Justin Trudeau, because this is called the rule of law, and this individual is going to be prosecuted according to the evidence and the laws of Canada. And just because this guy thinks he may have cozied in and got an angle with you, okay, that has nothing to do with the rule of law. Would you have concern as a prosecutor that the Prime Minister of Canada might try to interfere? No. Uh, at least, uh, I, I can't imagine that at all. Okay. I can't imagine that. But, you know, it's, it's very interesting you make that point, because that is the way these kinds of people think. I've had direct involvement in advising ministers over the years about being careful about who they met with. It, it, uh, one, one area was in relation to Chinese espionage, another was in relation to Islamist groups, okay, that love to get together with a politician, a public official, so they could have that picture taken, just in case five years later, maybe they were under investigation, the public official might go, ooh, I'm in the same picture with that guy, maybe we shouldn't be prosecuting yeah. him. Hold- the way these guys think. Yeah, can you hold on? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, we're going to take a break and come back with Scott Newark. There's so much more that has to be uh, has to be dealt with here. By the way, tomorrow uh, Tom Quiggan is going to be my guest. He's the author of Submission: The Danger of Political Islam to Canada, with a warning to America. Tom Quiggan is a international expert on terrorism and on uh, security. So Tom will be my guest tomorrow, and we'll talk about that book. More with Scott Newark, and then we'll take some phone calls on the Roy Green Show on Global News Radio. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
So have a listen again to um, Joshua Boyle. Listen to how he speaks. Listen to what, listen to the inflections. Just listen to the voice. Close your eyes unless you're driving. And just listen. I certainly do not intend to allow a brutal and sacrilegious gang of criminal miscreants to dictate the future direction of my family, nor to weaken my family's commitment to do the right thing, no matter the cost. In the final analysis, it is the intentions of our actions, not their consequences, on which we shall all eventually be judged. It is the intentions of our actions, not their consequences, on, all, on which we shall all eventually be judged. Who talks like that? How convenient. How convenient. Scott Newark. Go yes. ahead. Uh, isn't that an insight? Uh, you know, um, I, I, my intentions transcend all else, and your judgments are immaterial. Uh, that's what I say. It's this combination, I think, of the uh, uh, arrogance and narcissism that is uh, very telling about this guy. And it's, it's, what, what's developing is just, I think, probably two manifestations of it in the meeting with Trudeau and uh, also these uh, criminal charges. I tell you, one other thing about the meeting with uh, Trudeau, Roy, that I just I mentioned in a couple of interviews that I did, um, I think I probably speak for the majority of Canadians when I say there better not be any announcement of a $10.5 million payoff to this guy uh, because we didn't do enough to uh, get him returned from uh, captivity. Well, I haven't heard that he has a lawyer yet. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if Dennis shows up, yeah, we should be uh, maybe a little concerned. Look, is that a, would you take that as a legitimate point to be, uh, to be concerned about or consider? Actually, no, just because I think it's so outrageous. Um, I, I would say not, although I can't imagine, sitting here, I cannot imagine how the Prime Minister of Canada could have a meeting with somebody who is a supporter of a designated terrorist entity that has killed Canadian soldiers. So I'm, I'm finding it less and less able, or myself less and less able to actually uh, uh, predict what it is that is motivating the Prime Minister and why he does what he does. In so, the so would you say then that Mr. Trudeau has a responsibility to get up and explain to Canadians why he had this meeting yes. with Boyle yeah, and, I, and I what it was about and what happened in 06. Is that he will be asked those questions, although don't be surprised if you hear the standard of responses, which is uh, I'm not allowed to comment because of uh, privacy interests, or also these are now matters before the court, so we can't comment. And he goes on his national tour in a couple of days. You got it. The Prime Minister, not Boyle. Yes, although you know, Boyle's is probably not far... Uh, fortunately, he is in custody. It'll be in, uh, very interesting to see. Supposedly on Monday, uh, there's going to be uh, what sounds like a potentially agreed-upon uh, uh, bail conditions. It will be very interesting if we're able to actually get any of those uh, conditions uh, known, because that should give some insights into the charges as well. This is almost. This is just too strange to. Yes. To, to take apart and put together again, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. There's nothing conventional about this. And what really, again, is the, is, is the cherry on top of the, um, pick your own uh, substance, mm. is the meeting with the Prime Minister of Canada and Boyle saying that they'd met before in 06 and had mutual interests. Yes, and notice that it was Boyle who said it. Not released by the Prime Minister. Why would Justin Trudeau meet with Joshua Boyle? Why? 
What? Think, Why? I think that's a question that is appropriately asked and needs to be answered. Because he won't. He's had no meetings with the families of Robert Hall and John Ridsdale. Correct. And when I spoke with uh, with Bernice Thomas, who's the the sister of uh, Robert Hall, she told me that Trudeau called when the death of her brother was announced, and she said he sounded like he was reading. Um, uh, uh, just a, a script, a, yeah, a script, a statement of yeah. uh, of condolence. But she said he sounded like he was reading it, and when he was done, he hung up. That was it. He was done. He was gone. Yeah, the the choices we make, uh, frankly, uh, are uh, offer insights into uh, values and motivations, and I think this is the kind of a thing. This, uh, as we talked about uh, many times before, the payoff to Omar Khadr, which he has never. Uh, explain to people why it was that he felt obliged that he, uh, the uh, the government had to make the payoff. He simply refuses to do that. Well, he said he, th- he didn't want to pay forty million, right? Pardon me. He said he didn't want to pay forty million later. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't say what the basis. No, was. I know. I know. I know. Violations. I know. I know. You know. Um, and now we've got this guy who it seems like is trying to play a card and uh, even. Uh, you know, gain some leverage over the prime minister in having this meeting. And by the way, the information I've seen is that it was Boyle that asked for the meeting, and the prime minister's office agreed. You know, are we are people thinking things, wondering things that they're not going to say because there's a line that you don't cross? when it comes to somebody in a particularly high office without really substantial evidence, um, and I'm not suggesting there is any lying around, people will say things or speculate things about others without any evidence whatsoever, just the beginning of a conversation, and you get on, you know, you get on social media, you, you know, you've seen it. Yeah. But uh, are, 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 are we pulling back because it's Justin Trudeau? No, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's, in one sense it's a positive sign that people, you know, instinctively are uh, going to the position that you're a public official. And that's why I made the point that, you know, he met on uh, uh, Parliament Hill yeah. uh, representing Canadians. I have a right, therefore, to know why you did that. Yeah. And I expect you to answer those questions. But if he doesn't, and he hasn't. And that, I think, is what is going to, I th- personally think, ever the optimist. I think that is going to have some political consequences for him and for the Liberal Party. And he was silent. He's been silent on what's going on in Iran. Yes, uh, that's a whole other subject. I know, but people start to drag them together. You know, you start to look. People start to reach out. We all start to reach out, and we look for 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 common denominators. We try to when we try to come up with a conclusion. When we try to come up with a with a, with a with a picture that makes sense to us, we reach out for for whatever's there. And sort of bring it in and then assemble it, try to make something, try to make a pic- picture out of the jigsaw puzzle. But that's the, that's the value and the importance, I think, of things like uh, accountable public officials, okay, and having a process where, whereby people ask him questions. Mm-hmm. Equally, the importance of the media. There has been excellent analytical reporting by the media on this. Okay, and I think that underscores the importance of the media in a free democratic society. These yeah. are questions that are legitimate questions that the person involved as the prime minister needs to answer. If Trudeau doesn't meet with Boyle, we're not having this conversation. 
Um, I, no, I think we would have still been having the conversation because of the criminal charges against him. Yeah, but we're not having this conversation. conversation. We're not having this conversation. We're, no, it would be a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But See, it is still something that would be relevant because mm-hmm. this is somebody who is now, you know, virtually immediately upon his return to Canada appears to have been engaged in illegal, uh, harmful activity against other people. Let me ask you one more question. Yeah. How does this play with other countries' governments and other countries' leaders and other countries' military intelligence and and their intelligence services? How does it play with other security people globally? How are they? How how do they see this? How will they be reacting to it? What are the questions they're asking? How great an interest is it to others internationally? It definitely is, uh, and it's, it's this is not the only time this has occurred. Um, look at the uh, approval of the uh, sale of uh, security-related technology companies to Chinese. That's entities. right. The Americans were, you know, not exactly pleased about that, That's as right. other countries not been. You mentioned some of our military decisions. The same thing occurs. Actions or inactions by government leaders have consequences. And yeah. watching the way, uh, you know, this government dealt, for example, with uh, Omar Khadr or Abdullah Malki and those guys in making these payouts, people notice. And they wonder whether or not uh, there is a uh, government that is, uh, frankly, uh, motivated appropriately and uh, trustworthy. And yes, people are paying attention to this stuff, I guarantee you. This is not over by a long shot. That's correct. Not over by a long shot. Now, Boyle has a court appearance on, as you said, on Monday. Monday. And he's asking for bail. So we'll maybe know more on Monday. Uh, who knows? He may blab something. You never know. Uh, he's got uh, he's got pretty good counsel, and uh, they will be looking uh, to uh, to get him out. And um, uh, the conditions on which he is released, if they are made, if there is any sort of a public attention to them, may give some insight as to uh, of the, uh, the the substance of the charges. Um, you know, and uh, uh, as I say, uh, above all else, I certainly hope that we learn the lesson of what we didn't do with the Catter kids, mm-hmm. uh, because if those kids are, uh, and, and they are, they are at risk in being in, of they are. inculcated into this guy's uh, mindset, yeah. uh, I think as he's, uh, you know, demonstrated, and those kids deserve the protection of Canadian law. This is the most unusual situation that I can remember involving uh, this country's leadership uh, in my life. Uh, I hope you put that word leadership in quotation marks. I should be more careful with my yes. choice of words, shouldn't I? Mr. New York, it's always, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, and it's informative. All right, sir. Thanks for the time. Bye-bye. Scott New York on the Roy Green Show, former Alberta prosecutor, security advisor to the governments of Ontario and Canada, security policy analyst now, also writes for Frontline Magazine and an adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. Now, uh, next hour, we're going to begin with uh, Ken Timmerman. He's the president and the CEO of the Foundation for Democracy in Iran. He was also a Nobel Peace Prize nominee in 2006. And uh, Ken Timmerman is going to be talking to us about what's going on in Iran from his perspective and his knowledge base in the... Progressive elites in the world have kept their mouths tightly shut, which is disturbing, but not unexpected. 
I don't know what to ask you. I, I really don't because I don't know what to make of this situation with Boyle and, and Trudeau, and then there's the sort of the Cotter specters hanging over it, with Boyle having been married to Omar Cotter's sister. Of course, Omar has been in the news a lot recently. These are separate issues. But somehow, when you look at the meeting between Boyle and Justin Trudeau, you can't help but, at least I can't, help but wonder. And what was it they found so communally interesting in 2006? What was Justin Trudeau doing in 2006? I think, Mr. Trudeau, you should really speak about what um, this was about. Don't try to throw it away. Don't try try to... Well, sound advice would be don't try to talk your way out of it. 800-263-2428. Big deal or no big deal? Big deal for Canada or no big deal? 800-263-2428. 800-263-2428. Um, yeah, I, I'll just ask that, and then you can expand a bit if you wish. Is it a big deal for Canada or no big deal that the Prime Minister met with Joshua Boyle? And Yeah. 800-263-2428. What do you got to say? We'll come back. 